0: Welcome to the Relationship as Medicine podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Lee, outdoor adventure enthusiast, dog mom to Luna, world traveler, longtime meditator, espresso lover, and a trained somatic psychotherapist, trauma specialist, and certified coach. Talking about trauma doesn't have to be so daunting. From a connected place, we can navigate anything together looking forward to exploring with you today here we go technically what we're doing here is we are doing what we would be doing if we were just here recording an audio for our podcast and i invited crystal to join me this week live for this new adventure on facebook and then we'll take that and also share it with the podcast so thank you so much crystal for being here and for doing this grand experience experiment with me
1: oh thank you it's fun why not it kind of goes along with the thing i was talking about earlier it's okay to be a learner
0: and do these things <laughs> <laughs> yeah perfect that's one of our themes that we're excited to explore today Um, I'm so happy to have you the podcast is called relationship as medicine and in the podcast we explore as you know uh, concepts around embodiment and somatics trauma-informed care and uh, the power of relationships and I thought of you as somebody who rocks at those things and uh I just love being um, in your presence because you bring such a lightness. You bring such joy. You also bring an incredible amount of realness. And uh, when I'm reading about your posts or hearing about your life, I'm like, this person has life happening all of the time. There's a lot going on. And somehow her business is rocking and she's teaching about pleasure. And for me, I would be just slogging through. And so I really wanted to just learn from you and um, discuss today those intersections between pleasure, between trauma-informed care and the relationship.
1: Oh, I love that so much. (laughs) It's perfect.
0: Yeah. Well, I'd love to uh, tell people who you are. Um, I have your lovely bio in front of me and then have you also share a bit from your own words as well. Um, so, Crystal Avila Langan is a coach for revolutionary entrepreneurs who want to run their business with the principles of fun, play, and pleasure. She's a certified speaker, online course creatress, and thought leader. Crystal is the leader of the women's movement, the Red Lip Revolution, TM, who I can't wait to hear more about that, <laughs> and is passionate about reclaiming the sacred art of abandonment and how such a simple and accessible act can provide such profound shifts. She loves anything entrep- entrepreneurship. Business, marketing, branding, money, spreadsheets, friendships, and music. Oh, yeah. Okay. We have some some commonalities here.
1: So good. And it's part of adornment. I don't know if the typo came through and said
0: abandonment, but different it, things. <laughs> I read that and I was like, oh, this is an amazing reframe. <laughs> it actually I, I have friends say that talk about that, so
1: I can refer them out if that caught somebody's
0: eye i love that it does actually say adornment and i my system read it as abandonment and i was like oh isn't that sweet i love that so much so tell us where you are tell us about your life your family all of that and what inspires you to be doing the work you're doing and to be here today
1: Oh, I love that you
0: asked me about my family.
1: I'm like, sure. Yeah. Yeah, So, we're a family of five, and we're actually coming up on almost a year of doing digital nomad life as a family. So, moving around, we've stayed in California the whole time. We somehow can't leave the state, but all of our families here. So, that's a huge piece of it um but yeah and right now we're up on top of this mountain like we're in the boonies I call it and we've experienced snow and as a bay area girl you know it's like oh it's snowing what do I do how does this work (laughs) But we had a blast with the snow season here and I get to watch the sun rise every morning and every sunset is spectacular. My husband and I were talking last night saying we probably have like a thousand pictures of the sunset, like not even
0: joking. <laughs> oh, Yeah. You, you must be in Northern California if you're getting
1: snow. Yeah. Yeah. So we're up near Tahoe right now. Yeah.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's exactly where I was picturing you.
1: <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, the air is so crisp and clean, and it feels like you get sunburn a little bit
0: quicker because the sun feels closer and like there's less pollution. I think. <laughs> no, you actually do get sunburn more easily at that altitude. <laughs> <Okay>.
1: <laughs> like, what is, this? is it my imagination? But you know, this kind of leads me to one of my my self care practices throughout the entire pandemic, I want to say since day one, I just had this intuitive hit to stare out the window as one of my practices. I needed to look outside. I needed my eyes to look a distance and I needed to like notice things and kind of have the same spot to look at, the same general window, the same area. It is one of the best practices ever for my nervous system to help me support myself and my clients during this really scary time.
0: Yeah. I'm just kind of looking up and out and opening the field for more than just what's right here. Is that what your intention is around? Yeah, it's it's just like it's it's open, it's
1: out, it's gazing. it allows my eyes to focus on longer distances. I think like we just focus on screens so much right now. It affects our eyesight, right? So there's no science behind this. I don't know. I'm sure there probably is science out there, but I don't know what it is. Yeah. But it just felt really important for my eyes to be able to focus on longer distance.
0: Um, vision site. I love it. I love, I take the dogs for a walk every night and, you know, I, I really try hard to leave my phone at home and I, Take time and the stars here in Bend, Oregon are just like popping. <laughs> it's just to have 20 minutes where I can look that far out and take time to look around and listen to the owls and feel my feet on the ground. I find that's one of the most regulating practices I do every day. Yep, every night. Gonna check out the stars, look far, breathe the fresh air, and just be in the present moment. Oh my gosh. I just feel that.
1: And it makes me think too about giving gratitude to nature and the beauty that nature just generously gives us every day. Yeah. Like the sun, you might hear a little one
0: crying. I'm not sure. It's fine. It's just a little. (laughs) That has them. (laughs) This
1: is life, right? This is life. Yeah. You're an entrepreneur, but Just, I really try as often as possible, if not every day to just give gratitude for the sun that is so dependable Mm -hmm. and so generous, right? It shows up every single day and doesn't ask for anything in return. And so it just feels so good to give so much gratitude. I love that the sunrise at the sunset. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I love that you could just see both from this place that you're at. <laughs> Seriously. It's like
1: I'm like this is the best house on the planet. What is? <laughs> how did I find myself on the top of this mountain with the sunrise and the sunset with the perfect it's facing the perfect direction like I I don't I, I really think it's the most perfect house. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I, You know, I was reading something this morning. I think it was on your public wall. I think you'd be okay if I shared it. Um, and you had mentioned some things about digital nomad life have been awesome and some things have been not so awesome. And, um, I just loved you naming that, you know, out loud to the world. Is that okay that I named, (laughs) but I was just curious for you, you know, as a mama and as a digital nomad and as an entrepreneur, what is it like to be moving around, especially amidst a pandemic? How are you staying regulated so that you can support yourself, your clients, your family, all of it? Yeah. (sighs) Well. It
1: wasn't digital nomad by choice. Our long-term rental that we're in forever, they wanted to sell the house and they give us very little notice. And we just decided to take it as an opportunity to explore different areas and figure out where we wanted to hopefully buy or like get another long-term rental.
0: And,
1: it's very expensive to do digital nomad life, I think in general, but like as a family, because we have three kids and so we can't just do a one bedroom, you know, it's yeah. like we're doing three or four bedroom places. That's so much money in California. So that's that feels kind of crunchy, like spending the money. Yeah. But I realized it's an investment because I could, for example, buy a house somewhere that I don't like and then be invested in that and stuck. And that could cost me a lot of money too. So I might as well do the research, like the actual living in the locations research and call it a vacation
0: at the same time. So doing both, right? Right. Yeah, and you get to write part of it off, I hope. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Um but the challenging piece I think mostly is is my children because they feel dysregulated when we move to a new location. Um you know, and and the first place we moved to the first like week, week and a half, like I didn't sleep because of the positioning of the bedrooms and the stairs and the kids. And every time I'd hear like a little thing, I'd like run up and into the hallway to make sure like a kid wasn't going to the bathroom and like falling down the stairs. So I was just like and nothing ever happened, but I just like had anxiety about that. That's like one of my things. However, now I know which kind of house I want to buy and don't want to buy and like where the (laughs) bedrooms need to be if we have stairs and things like that too, right? So just that kind of stuff. And, um, And the kids sleeping, right? Like that's, I think they get a little disoriented when we move to a new place and they're like, where's mom and dad's room? Because we're very... We have a very open we do what we call nighttime parenting a lot mm. <laughs> we have a very open you know bedroom door come in the bed like if you need love support touch you know hugs yeah uh, so that stuff and then here we have these two giant balconies and I'm like oh my god it's the kid one of the kids So, it's
0: mostly around the parenting anxiety pieces. Hmm. So, how do you help yourself regulate amidst all of the things that are pulling at your attention or stressing you out? Yeah. I mean, really, that morning practice
1: is huge because I will do it for like an hour or two. The kids, you know, of course, will come in and out of the
0: room
1: and I'll talk to my husband and whatnot. But, like, I really during the the time that I'm looking out the window I'm just like regulating my breathing I'm like being so present with my body I might be like sipping coffee and just um the power of presence and breathing the just the good old simple stuff right yeah Simple stuff and one of my things one of my like Sayings or mantras, if you will, is I'm fine. Hmm. Fine. It's like like so simple. (laughs) I'm
0: fine. I'm fine. And I actually nod my head. I notice your hand went to your heart. Yeah. 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 I just hold myself a lot. Um. And I just,
1: I think also just staying super grounded, like physically, like when I feel stress or anxiety, like I really need to feel the ground. Um, I can, I, as I think about it, you know, cause I just do this stuff automatically, but as I think about it, it really helps me to have my feet flat on the ground and like kind of like solid with my toes, just a little bit spread. I also have this practice I call tummy time, Mm. right? Babies, tummy time. It's like so good. How come nobody, how come adults don't do tummy time? (laughs) You can do it on your bed, but I find it really effective on the floor, really effective on my tummy. It feels so good to just surrender to the earth. Again, the earth that's like so dependable.
0: Gravity is
1: always there for us. Always, always ready to
0: receive us. Mm. Oh, I love that. I don't do enough tummy time. I'm on the floor all the time in front of the fireplace. I just need to flip over <laughs> Flip
1: over. You'll be like, oh, my goodness, maybe you won't like it. But like, oh, those of us that do
0: like it. We're like, oh, this is good. Wow. Yeah, I do that a lot in the summer, like in the grass that feels so good outside. Yeah. Mm. Even just hearing you describe some of your practices that help you feel more regular, I'm just noticing my own body is sinking into the chair a little bit more and I'm feeling like slowing down a little bit. That feels so nice. Yeah. Yeah. I have one more something that I really
1: consciously do and unconsciously, but like I find that I hold my belly a lot. And so I have, if I, if I, if I, notice that I just really release it I just really release the belly and just like rub it you know when I'm coaching mm-hmm. I'll often do that um and I just kind of just like let my belly go and be like so just full and released and just and my kids even come by and grab my belly a lot I'm like awesome. it and shake it
0: Oh,
1: it's really funny and cute, but also like, oh my gosh! Okay,
0: Uh, uh, (laughs) like mommy's belly's so big. Like, okay, (laughs) it's just such a good example for them to let you see yourself be in it in a way where it's relaxed and and full. I love that, and that they feel welcome in that way too.
1: Totally. And like, if you just let your belly out and you kind of squeeze it yourself, it is pretty comforting to squeeze your belly. Like it does feel squishy. Mm -hmm. You just love on it. And it's like, oh my God, my belly's so cute. And just pat it. Oh, I just love it. But Mm. I I find that helps with breathing, right? Because if you can release your belly you can really take that free nurturing medicine, oxygen, right? And you can bring it even further in. And I really learned about that quite a bit with my public speaking training. But also when I had my near-death experience, what was happening is I was losing my breath. And so I really understand the important, importance of every single breath. So yeah. I didn't know if I would have the next one. Mm, for the next one
0: and I was like oh my gosh breathing is so important (laughs) yes so important um and you just kind of dropped that in there a near-death experience sounds like quite an intense experience is there anything you want to say about that that would be nice to share out loud oh my gosh I learned a thousand lessons in like one hour right
1: (laughs) But, um, yeah, I had spinal surgery at Stanford and I was deep in the ICU and something went wrong Mm -hmm. and, um, the room, it was the middle of the night, you know, 3 AM, the whole hospital was so quiet. And then all of a sudden it was complete chaos in my room, lights, machines, doctors, nurses, just everything happening all at once. But one of my biggest lessons was that remaining calm and devoted to breath in the midst of utter chaos. I mean, my heart was beating 180 beats they were telling me i was about to have a heart attack and all these things right mm. they were saying things like we cannot give you any more pain medicine you literally have to work your magic while we we don't even know what's wrong with you while we figure out what's going on right so um i just remained devoted to each and every single breath one at a time and there was total and utter chaos and all the experts in the room right we're at Stanford, like one of the best hospitals on the planet. I had the top doctors of each of the um, modalities to do my surgery. So not only did I have like high level doctors, I had like the top of the top doctors (laughs) as my team. And I kind of was like, I know what's best for me right now. And they asked me to do a few things and I, and I just was like, I knew those weren't the right things. Long story short, what was happening was my lungs were filling with fluid and I was drowning from the inside.
0: Mm. How is it to be sharing about this right now? Do you feel present and here as we're talking? Mm-hmm. There's a, yeah, there's always a choice point here. I feel like I've told this story so many times.
1: I kind of just know what the story is. Mm -hmm. how's your body doing? Yeah. So I (laughs) present that and then I presence my body and I'm like, I feel excited to share the message of this story. And I, there's something else there too.
0: Right. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I noticed in my own right here. Yeah. There's a little shaky in my own body. And I was like, Oh, I wonder if we should just make a little more space to slow down together. This is important stuff.
1: I love it thank
0: you let's slow down yeah let's just take a few breaths how does that sound perfect have the gratitude for the breath that is here Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: yeah even in that moment where there was total chaos I felt such peace and trust in my body and my intuition Um, because had I listened to the suggestions of the doctors, it would have been really bad. Mm. I'm not saying everybody needs to do, this is my story, right? It's in a very specific story. Yeah. But my message within this story is not to go out and have a near death experience. So you can like see, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what you're made of or whatever
0: it's like to just really trust that amidst
1: chaos you can make really good choices for yourself and you can take time to listen to what you need yeah and the message that my something gave me and myself my intuition whatever was to just breathe shallow. And I just always come back to that, to breathing amongst chaos, chaos of moving, chaos of entrepreneurship, chaos of parenting, chaos of having babies, you know, birthing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it just has never failed me to just be really devoted to, like, It's almost
0: like a a deeper inner breathing somehow. Mm. Almost like a whole body breath. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I can feel that as you say it. It's hard to put words to it, huh? Yeah. It's really presenting yeah and let your belly go because
1: when you're having a near-death experience everything falls away you don't care about so many things you're really (laughs) devoted to presence
0: yes wow and the breath sounds like it was a common thread even when there was a threat to not have the breath that there, you were so devoted to it, and that's what helps you listen to your own wisdom, advocate for yourself, and um, be able to stay with the breath. Ultimately, in that shallow way, is that right? Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like part of this relates to business, and like it feels scary to
1: not think twenty steps ahead all the time.
0: Yes. Yeah, it does. And I imagine your clients come to you having a hard time breathing and relaxing their belly and feeling regulated and resourced. And I love that you said the chaos of entrepreneurship, because I think a lot of us like to think the people who are doing it really well, (laughs) like it doesn't feel chaotic and that it's all peaceful and calm and we're all on vacation all the time (laughs) and in our bubble baths. <laughs> and we are a lot. <laughs> we do do a lot of that stuff, but there is totally <laughs> chaos. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm grateful you named that and normalized that.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, and I think it's just my relationship to the chaos that makes it maybe, I don't know if I want to say less
0: chaotic, but it just makes it more normal and okay. Yes, that. that that's healing to me is when we actually have a wide enough window of tolerance to have things be chaotic and go, oh, I'm fine. <laughs> oh, this is this is actually normal. Like I think for me, I tend to put a lot of pressure on myself, like and tell myself stories like I would be successful if it wasn't so chaotic or if it did feel more spacious or less pressured. Mm -hmm. And it's like, what if this is just part of this job that I signed up for (laughs) that there's something, there's always things in flux, always things moving, always an ebb and flow. And I love what you said about like, we can't see 20 steps ahead. So how do we embrace what's here right now wholeheartedly so that we're not having to lean so hard into the future all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Don't
1: miss out on right now. Don't miss out on you right now. Yeah. On this part of the journey right now. Yeah. And so how can we make you more comfortable, happier, more pleasure pleasurable more fun to support you in what might feel chaotic or be chaotic. I think there's like science behind like chaos and like change and you know one day I'll look it up and I'll figure out the scientific theory that goes along with this, but I think it's just it's just part of life
0: in general and nature. And it's science. Yeah. It is. (laughs) This is very much how nature functions. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And if if we're looking at our businesses as a big science experiment, we need to try different ways. And some of those ways, you know, some of those experiments will blow up, (laughs) overflow and you know, maybe you, next time you don't add this component, you add a different component or you leave one out and you just keep experimenting, experimenting, experimenting. So you get the one that you want the formula.
0: Yeah. So you are, you are a business coach, right? You support coaches mostly who are growing their businesses or yeah, other people too? Entrepreneurs, but mostly coaches. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of going back and forth. I'm like, oh, I want to hear some of your own stories about what it's been like to kind of develop your coaching practice as a business coach and the road bumps and the successes, all of it. Um, or I'm like, I would love to hear some of your, what happens for your clients as they're working with you and how you help them regulate amidst this chaotic entrepreneurship lifestyle. Do either of those feel more interesting to you? I
1: am interested in both of them. So we can start, we could just go with the first one. You asked like about my journey and how I've supported myself through.
0: Yeah. Just some highs and lows. You know, I think that social media paints one story (laughs) or our websites paint a story. And I, one of the things I appreciate most about you is your realness and transparency and, I love, I love to just hear what the journey has been like for you. Yeah. Well,
1: I have had multiple businesses before I came to coaching. Mm -hmm. So I did come with experience of how to run a business and how to network and market and sell and things like that. Um, and when I started my coaching business, it, blew up really fast in a
0: good way. <laughs> I think I remember like we talked a while back and you're we like, I really want to do this thing. And I have more clients coming in my door right now than I can handle. And I don't even know how to respond to your email right now. <laughs> like, I'm so excited for you.
1: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, that became one of my wounds though, mm-hmm. because I'm like, oh, this happened so fast for me. It's not that I don't want to promise that to other people, but, but like, we don't know what people's paths are going to be. And so I don't want people to necessarily come to me and expect it to be like that. Not that it won't be and can't be, yeah. but like, I just don't want to p- paint a false a disappointing thing because I actually really believe in like titration and like slow and steady and like being present with where you're at. And I call it like layers, right? Like let's work on one layer of your business and then we'll add another layer and then we'll add another one and another one. Right. And, um, it just really depends on like, how big your network is, how much support you have, like what your level of trauma is, right? Yeah, very much. So much of what I'm working with is people's trauma, like everything, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, why, why, why can't we just spend some time like nurturing you a little bit first?
0: Yeah, exactly. I'm so grateful to hear you're a business coach. That's aware of that and those layers. Yeah. So I, I,
1: I just really took on this wound of like, Oh, you know, it happened so fast for me. And now like, I I'm unrelatable or like people have expectations and Um, People want to skip over like the deeper healing work stuff. And that's why I'm so thankful to have discovered pleasure-based business early on Mm. to help people feel comfortable while they're growing their business. I mean, this is like so intense. This is such an intense journey. So intense. Yeah. Yeah. And oftentimes I'm supporting Um, folks that I call revolutionaries, like they're doing something that they haven't seen before. Nobody in their peer group, family group does this. They're the first entrepreneur that they know. Um, And so there's certain things in the revolutionaries journey that I see happening in particular too, such as like, you know, maybe no longer relating to certain friends or things like that. Because Sometimes friendships end or friend groups end because they're just doing something so revolutionary or they feel so misunderstood. This is a huge one. Nobody understands me. I don't even understand myself. <laughs> yeah. I oh. really battled that too, right? I feel like nobody understands what I'm doing. I don't make any sense. This content doesn't make sense. Nobody's listening to me. It's just me and my best friend talking yeah. in this group. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, so really presencing like that. Sometimes in the beginning, it can feel lonely when you're not getting the response of this revolutionary idea that you know is going to help your people.
0: Mm, absolutely. And one thing I really want to highlight and underline that you said that I have honestly never heard a business coach besides myself talk about, which is um, that there is healing involved in business coaching. Like That's Mm -hmm. actually a really huge piece. I think people just want to come in and grab a bunch of strategy and make the millions. And that could work for a minute. But that stuff that you skip over that you're talking about is still going to be there. And so that's when people burn out or crash or only like burn, burn through their list and then they're done, you know? (laughs) And so I'd love to hear from you about that healing of what kinds of things. And I hear you naming like loneliness and uh, those beginning stages, but I just love imagining your clients with you, with, you have such a beautiful mothering energy of, what what comes up for them as they're meeting these things that need to be healed what shows up in business coaching that might need to be healed for my clients
1: things that show no, show up for needing to be healed yeah definitely like the nobody understands me um the competition comparison wound comes up quite a bit. Like how come they're listening to them? Or maybe I have to change who I am so I can get the attention that I want. Um, I have to be like some other person or take on traits that aren't mine, right? So really helping them see like, no, actually like you're the one we want. And so the more you, you are, that's what we want. And so it's, like, really seeing themselves fully is par- a big part of the path. And I always like to say, like, I'm my client's biggest fan. And it's like, yeah, if, I w- if I'm tempted every time I read one of my client's posts to buy something <laughs> from her, <laughs> it's a good client for me, right? Um. And so just supporting yourself as you learn to come out of your shell more and more, I used to call it the second layer of skin quite a bit. I'm like, we're handed these second layers of skin, right. Of shame, disconnect of, um, you know, trying to keep you small. And, and sometimes, you know, when a second layer of skin is being handed to you and sometimes you don't know. And so, if you have so many layers, it's like, well, you know, unzipping each layer, you might need a little bit of time as you unzip each one. Mm. And part of that process is learning how to be fully expressed to me. Like if you can tell me all your deep, dark, dirty secrets, or if you can show me your goofy or your snarky or your undercover Things like if you can be fully expressed in my container, then where else can you be fully expressed? Yeah, maybe it's on maybe it's a little tiny Facebook group of your own where there's like <laughs> you know ten people, and then you just go all out there, and then maybe it's in my Facebook group next, and you just like spread out in there, and then maybe you go to your wall, right? So it's like all these different layers of expansion that you can uh, learn to like have attention in as your fully
0: expressed self. Mm. Yes, more of that in the world, please. (laughs) I just feel like as you're talking about expansion, I felt my own body expand and just feel safer hearing that this exists like there to have someone like you talked about i want to buy all of my clients stuff you know like, have someone so on your side and on your team and just really be able to reflect back that all of these parts of you are so welcome and yeah do that do more of that and just being continually encouraged to let that out is just so rare and so important And that's trauma healing, right? Welcoming all of these parts.
1: Absolutely. And I think a big piece of that comes from my parenting training. Because when I had my first child, I felt so lost in parenting. And I took a ton of parenting courses. And I had a one-on-one parenting coach. Like, it was great. And one of the things they had us do was a listening partnership. Mm -hmm. And so it was a woman that I never met for three years. We got on the phone for 15 minutes a week and we just said everything we wanted to say. (laughs) That sounds so good. Everything. And then I felt so good and resourced to go another week with the kids. Mm. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I should do that in coaching. (laughs) I, I should that. let them say exactly what they need to say. Yeah. It mm. so can free, be free in other areas of their lives and their businesses.
0: Yeah. Oh, so good. I, you mentioned pleasure-based business coaching. and. Uh, I'd love for you to share more about that. I think you and I sit in a lot of circles where it's like, oh yeah, we do pleasure-based business coaching, but I think the majority of people have never heard of that or have any concept of what that means. I'd love for you to share about that. Yeah. So to me, pleasure is one of
1: the ways that I help regulate my nervous system, right? When I feel good, I can do things that are hard. It's easier to do them. It takes some of the edge off. So um, I can give you an example. Oh, my gosh. I made a mistake last year. Oh, I hurt another woman's feelings. Mm. And. Well, I don't know if I hurt her feelings, but I did something that I labeled as would be hurtful. I made and I made a mistake and I just wanted to torture myself. Oh, I wanted to punish myself. I wanted someone to punish me. I wanted her to punish me. Like I just wanted, Whoa, and, um, Absolutely, I took responsibility. I apologized. I did what I could to repair. Right. But after that, I like did not want to allow myself anything pleasurable. I just wanted to be tortured. Right. And so it was so hard in that moment to be nice to myself and give myself pleasure and like soothe my nervous system. It took me, I mean, because I'm pretty practiced at this, it took me probably like. A day, But I could see in the past, maybe I would hold on to that for much longer, but it was like a really hard day. And I, I did as many pleasurable things for myself as I could, like take, took a bath, journaled, you know, ate really good food, like um, laughed at some comedy. Com- comedy is one of my hugest tools that I use. Um, but like times like that, it's so hard to allow yourself or give yourself pleasure to support you. So I think of things like that. And, you know, another thing might be like during a launch, right. And you're like contracting and feeling like nobody's fine. Nobody sees me. Nobody understands to give yourself pleasure in that moment might be really hard. You might just want to
0: stay in panic mode. Mm -hmm. Just write, write more copy, (laughs) just stress out and keep going. What strategy do I need? Yeah. <laughs> so let's throw this one out and do another one with two days left. Let's burn the <laughs> business down and start from scratch. <laughs> yeah, totally. Let's burn down the launch instead of
1: seeing it through. Yeah. Instead of being nice to yourself, giving yourself pleasure, bring and yeah. pray. Like, who wants to turn on a
0: song and dance when, like, you're feeling like your thing isn't selling? Well, that's that's the thing too. Is I think sometimes I feel a little aversive aversive to pleasure based stuff because my system I have to remember like almost like my good parent has to say like I get it. Like no part here wants to go play. No part wants to go out in nature. I just want to panic about this because that's what's familiar and survival mode works for me. But I I'm not like, yeah, let's just do the pleasure. I'm like, okay, little one, like you're freaking out. I've got you. And I know as the regulated adult self that adding some pleasure will actually help even if I don't want to it's not like force and it's not like let's just add a ton it's like what's a what's a little bit that you would be willing to experience right now and then that usually opens up for a little more and then oh yeah okay I guess I could do that and just savoring every tiny bit instead of just shoving pleasure down my own throat it's like yeah am I willing or is there a little part of me uh I I often think pleasure-based coaching is for people who already do pleasure really well. And it's like, Oh, actually, I think it's also for those of us who haven't don't have that wired in our systems. And it's when it's done well with titration and understanding that survival mode will probably come first. Um, then it's really supportive.
1: You, yeah, you're really nailing it right there and making me think of um, one particular client who was came to me for pleasure-based business but took, you know, like a year and a half to let it in, to make the shift. And it was small things like go stare out the window for one minute, turn on a song and walk through the house as it's playing and stand outside until the song's done, right? Yeah. Um, take one day off of work. Let's just do one day. Right. Um, and now they're like, pleasure is, I cannot go back. Like I cannot go back. And it was, it was, you know, in my opinion and hers from lots of childhood trauma, mm-hmm. just growing up in a traumatizing household
0: being able to relax enough to play or to melt our bodies enough to be able to receive the goodness of the moment wasn't an option when there was scary when there are scary things happening there's a lot of armor to work through and it probably wasn't a good idea back then so it makes a lot of sense absolutely and it's just so worth it to me to put
1: in the time with my client that it takes to get them if they're willing to keep going i'm willing to keep going and that's another huge part of my business is like and i want to tell people like sometimes clients get frustrated because a sale isn't happening fast enough and i'm like some of those those sales that take longer those turn out to be some long-term clients Yeah. Okay. So just stick with it. Stick with them. Don't give up on them in the middle of the sales process. Yeah. Don't don't bring in the abandonment energy into sales.
0: (laughs) There's nothing wrong. Everything we're doing is working. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And and yeah. And it's isn't it? Isn't it worth it to put in the time
1: if they're going to become a long term client? Like, oh my gosh right stay with me for so long
0: well and it's also not about the sale it's about the person it's about building a relationship (laughs) it's like how do we want to be building our relationships over time with a bunch of urgency and silly sales gimmicks or with genuine connection and understanding and empathy and boundaries you know and directness but it's a lot better than just trying to make a sale. Yeah, trying to make a sale for the sake of sale
1: isn't just not for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm in the relationship building business. I my reputation is important. you know, I'm going to be in this industry for a long time, right? So I want to be in integrity and thinking about my just how I'm viewed over the long
0: span of it, too. Yeah. Mm. Well, I'm noticing the time, and now I'm like, I want to sign up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it's so fun talking to you, and I'm just excited for the work you're doing in the world with people that are coming to be coached by you to really get to sit with you for this hour and really get to hear more about how you be with your people. It's really beautiful and rare. (laughs) So I'm so happy you're doing what you're doing in the world. One thing I love to ask people, my guests, many of y'all have been in my programs and I would just love to hear if you're up for sharing, if you have, and because consent is important and confidentiality is important. And, um, what that impact was like for you and your business and your clients
1: yeah, absolutely. I've been in your programs <laughs> and I forget what the, was the first one? It was like a
0: self-led,
1: um, was it ECE also? Creating Safer Space, right? Yes. 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 Creating Safer Space. I took that, i to say it was like two years ago. How long have you had that out? Maybe almost five now, actually. Okay. But okay. I, it's been a, a few, few years. years. Yeah. I <laughs> want to say it was like two years ago pre-pandemic so that's my little gauge and I absolutely loved it I absolutely loved it um it was a self-paced program at that point and I finished it like I did it I did it <laughs> Duh, wow I did it just stay in the inbox
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use one of my cute emoji reactions <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that was my first introduction to you and your work. And it just made so much sense to me. And it was extremely helpful, especially in the beginning of my business, right? I was lucky enough to come across you at that period of time. Mm -hmm. And then most recently I've been in your ECE container. I think twice I went through Mm -hmm. a body
0: coaching experience.
1: Yes, love it so much. Um, Love the people that you attract. Mm. Oh my goodness, love the community that you attract so much. Me too. (laughs) Seriously, I know. Isn't it great to work with people you just love and adore? Yes. (laughs) And um, I just love the way you would like hold the space and that there was like a practice on every call. Um, it just always felt like, oh my gosh, did you just like design this for me today? Oh, <laughs> <Aww. laughs> every single time. Yeah. So I love that you bring practices in. I love that I love how you hold the container so gently, but so firmly at the same time. Mm. Yeah. Um I, your listening skills are next level. I think I have good listening skills. Your listening skills are so next level. And your somatic skills, like how you notice things in the body, the little subtleties, the little, um, you know, if someone's looking a certain direction. What does that mean? Or you moved your body this way. Tell me about it. And I'm like,
0: wow. Aww. <laughs> I so I don't even think about it anymore these days. <laughs> right.
1: Well, and that's very obvious.
0: You've just embodied your work,
1: right? It's there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So you're just, just the skill level, right? The oh. skill level, the practice level. Like it's not just in here in your brain. It's all the way in.
0: Yeah. yeah. I appreciate you saying that because it's not at all in my brain. Like yeah. I, really have to practice what I teach and mm. it all comes from listening from my belly or mm. my heart or the back of my body. And so it's really beautiful to be witnessed in that way. Thank you. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, well, I would love to hear how people can find you. What, what do you have going on out there in the world right now? Um, yeah. All of that good stuff. Yeah,
1: exactly. In this moment, I am filling my hybrid coaching container and that's part one-on-one and part group coaching mastermind. And it's for entrepreneurs, whether you're new or you're looking to scale and grow. I have clients that are just like, baby entrepreneurs and they're just starting out and they're like what's a spreadsheet and what's airtable and how do I, how do I write content and what's launching and what are the steps and all of that what's mindset work what's embodiment all of that and i have clients that are you know hitting six figures and scaling beyond that right and um, running both getting new clients and holding c- current clients so having both of those happening at the same time can be pretty intense. And I've been there, done that. Yeah. So hybrid coaching container. I keep it small. We have pods of three or four. So you mm. can't hide. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you get to practice getting attention. Wow. And like I can hold that many businesses like in my mind, right? Like I'm, I'm very involved, um, So, that the group coaching calls or the one on one, you can bring like a piece of content. I might help you with it. You can ask to plan out your year. You can ask to plan out a launch if you want to map out a course or a coaching container. If you want to learn about public speaking, like I have a lot of skills. <laughs> oh, wow. All of that. And then you get the one on one so we can get to know each other more. And if there's things you don't want to say in the group container, You can just say them right to me. And then you get a one-on-one with my support coach. And she's been a client of mine for at least two years, I think, maybe more. And she's incredible with social media, incredible with reels, branding, Mm -hmm. marketing, like she's 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 also like super into wellness and nutrition. She's taken tons of nutrition courses and things like that. So she really marries like eat well, sleep, you know, those things yeah. in with the strategy stuff too. Mm. It's
0: a very good package. <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's gonna be full by the end of the day. This is so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're almost full. We've got two spots left and that's it. Mm. And there's more
1: stuff. We'll do embodiment calls. You get a ticket to my um, larger group course too. other stuff too. But, um, and then if, if those spots are full, I do have one, one-on-one. And then the next thing that's going to be coming up is the red lip revolution. mm. So that's just ongoing. Like if you listen to this podcast a year from now, two years from now, come to me for the red lip revolution, come find me and I will support you in that. And just in a nutshell, go get yourself a $5 lipstick, a $1 red lipstick at the store. If you hate lipstick, get nail polish. You know, we have workarounds, maybe a red hat, like we'll figure it out for you but the the traditional thing is to try red lipstick um for 5 days and i know we're wearing masks and all of that now and it was always kind of a practice of seeing yourself anyways
0: first
1: yeah so mm. you can wear red lipstick in your house and just give yourself a little Kiss in the mirror every time you see yourself a flirt. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> smile. Get that lipstick on those coffee cups. Take up freaking space. Take a minute to touch it up. Be <laughs> high maintenance, right? There's all kinds of stuff in the red lip revolution. So that's for you right now. If you just want to go out and grab yourself a lipstick and then send me a Facebook message and say, and tell me what happens.
0: Amazing. You just need a little extra sass and flirt in your day. <laughs> yes, exactly. You will oh, be beautiful. Oh, Well, thank you so much for doing that amazing work. I'm so excited for your program to be full. I can't wait to see what else you come up with and more conversations in the future. Mm-hmm. I want to remind all of y'all that are out there today listening to us live that we have 3 days left to sign up for my program in body coaching experience. It is filling up. There's a couple spots in Monday, a handful of spots for next Thursday and like Crystal said, it's awesome. <laughs> I love it and one of my favorite things is that I get to hang out with incredible people. <laughs> it is just such an incredible group of people both Mondays and Thursdays worldwide. I think we found, I don't know, we we have people in eight or nine different countries, maybe even more across the world. So it's really special. If you've been thinking about show, uh, signing up, there's all sorts of links you can find on my page to book a call with me this weekend, or just sign up. Cause it's awesome. And yeah, I'd love to have you there. And we're going to wrap this up for today. It is so lovely to be with you. Thank you for spending your time here. Um, Yeah. Just thank you, Crystal. Mm, Thank you. Thank you so much for listening before you go. If you loved our conversation today, make sure you're subscribed and leave a five star review so we can get the word out to anyone that this might be supportive or inspiring to. Also, if you're a coach or a therapist, embodied coaching experience is open now for enrollment until the last week of January or until it fills up. It's already getting quite full and there is a limited space. These are intimate, supportive experiences where you get to have client consultation, lean into a group of like-minded colleagues who are doing incredible work in the world, feel connected, loved up, and supported as you're navigating being a coach, a therapist, or care provider in a way that's trauma-informed deeply embodied and full of heart. Thank you so much for joining me today and we will see you on next week's episode.